Hi, and welcome to Becoming Less, an Edmontonian journey to less waste, less impact, less consumption, and less clutter. Becoming Less is brought to you by Waste Free Edmonton, and together we are dedicated to waste reduction efforts, big and small. I'm Biz, and today I'm here with Emni from the Edmonton Tool Library. Hi, Emni, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks, Biz. <laughs> and can you just tell us a little bit about your role with the Tool Library and, and what even is a Tool Library? Yeah, so I'm the current chair on the operating board of the Tool Library, and it's a really lateral organization, so that means that pretty much everyone on the board is a leader in their own right, and we all come together to work uh, at the Edmonton Tool Library, which is exactly what it sounds like, a library that lends out tools based on a membership. Yeah. When you say tools, what kind of tools are we talking about? Power tools, hand tools, yard work tools, seasonal tools like shovels and things like that. Um, pretty much anything that helps you improve your space and maintain your space. Okay. And why would somebody want to rent a tool? So part of our mission is to make tools of all kinds accessible. Um, so it's actually really cost effective. We're one of the cheapest tool libraries in Canada. I think there's only about 12 in the country. Uh, oh, it's wow. a $50 membership. Yeah, it, it's kind of a, I mean, yeah, it's an interesting movement in and of itself. Uh, so the accessibility is a big part of it, but it's also promoting the sharing economy. And that is at the heart, um, using underutilized resources and, you know, making sure that Everyone has access to these things, but it's not costing them money and space. And yeah, just making sure everybody can get their hands on things uh, without hitting those barriers. Yeah, I find there are so many things that people have that they use maybe like once every year or two. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's ex that's exactly it. And, um, you know, why do that? Uh, that's a sustainable issue. That's an economic issue. It's a social issue. And uh, it's prevalent everywhere. It doesn't matter where you live, small communities or big communities. Um, I think being in a city, we have an opportunity to come together maybe a little bit easier than in a rural community that has a little bit more uh, spread out population. But it's, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, you come together, you use the saw for two weeks, you dedicate that time specifically for that task, uh, and then you bring it back and someone else can do the same thing. Um, it's just, it, it really is a, a highly effective model. Um, and it goes against the grain of, I think, how we typically view owning things. Yeah, it, yeah. it's just bonkers because how we're just convinced all the time by marketing that we all need our own of X, mm -hmm. right? Like mm -hmm. we yeah. all need our own saw. We all need our own drill. We all need our own, right? Like I use, yeah. I, I made shelves for my cats. So I needed okay. a saw and I needed to drill and I didn't have those things. So I borrowed them. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. And then I probably won't use those things for like two years before I need it yep. for something else. For sure. And it's that convenience factor. It's you just have it to have it exactly when you need it. And that's really the difference with the tool library. And I think it, it leads to a lot more appreciation of the item and it, it cultivates this community as well. Uh, this sense of sharing, you know, people are often, once they find out about us, they'll buy a tool if we don't have it and they need it. They'll buy it and donate it to us um, Aww, just to nice. pass that on along. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's it's a it's a really great environment and just breeds that intention in what you're doing and, and the space that you have. So, yeah. So I first touched base with you guys through a repair cafe, mm -hmm. uh, which I volunteered to help out with where I was repairing with some sewing things. But I also got to repair a lamp. 
So cool. <laughs> so yeah, that was really that was so much fun. I really enjoyed myself. And it was just so cool to see these people come and get stuff repaired that they wouldn't maybe otherwise have an opportunity to do because they don't have the skills or the tools that they need to do so. Absolutely. Yeah, that uh, that was a, a brainchild of Darwin's, our operations chair. And that's a that's a beautiful thing, the repair cafes. They're done internationally. And and it kind of comes back to that convenience culture and moving away from that and and that shared knowledge in the community. Um, I, I love that you came out. I love that all the other volunteers came out. We had bike maintenance and, and knife sharpening and, and blade sharpening and things like that. And it was just it, it's sharing knowledge. And it's also kind of promoting that culture of you can do this you can repair these things asking people to reimagine how they look at the things that are in their lives and, and that that's just wonderful it's sustainable and and healthy for all aspects of of our environment here so yeah it was so great and just everybody was just having such a great time and so very grateful for the opportunity to either learn how to fix their stuff or have their stuff fixed by somebody who knew what they were doing yeah, that human connection. <laughs> Prolonging the life of their goods and leaving space in their lives. So this is mm -hmm. a thing that as a minimalist, I believe in having the bare minimum of things that you need to mm. keep around you. And it's amazing how much more comfortable you are in a space with space in it, rather mm -hmm. than filling it up with a bunch of stuff you don't necessarily need all the time. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And and cherishing those items and having the power to fix them and, and have items that are uh, meaningful uh, that can that can stay in your life. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. Uh, definitely speaks to the overall thing we're trying to get going and, and have people thinking about as they're using these items and repairing them and bringing things into their life. If, you know, if they can think about how it fits into their life, that's another step into reducing the things in their life. And, and yeah, a fantastic goal, I think. Yeah, and reducing the amount of stuff that they have to replace. So mm -hmm. saving them money, saving them space, saving them time. I love it. So mm -hmm. how did you get started with the Tool Library? What is the Tool Library's history? How long has it been around? Yeah, so they a group of people came together in 2016, uh, before my time with the Tool Library, and just laid down this fantastic framework for you know, what is a good idea, but it does need to function as an organization. It does need to check those boxes to be functioning as, as a nonprofit presence in the city. Uh, and they opened their doors in 2017, and it's just been chugging along ever since. And it's, you know, had turnover, changed the face, because it is a volunteer, a completely volunteer-run organization. But it has just had nothing but fantastic interactions with the community leagues uh, and all the individuals who do come in through our doors. And I first found the Edmonton Tool Library while looking for tools. Um, I'm a, I, I dabble in many things, um, all my own home renovations, art uh, and multimedia, mostly wood. And first found the tool, tool library, as I mentioned, looking for tools and then quickly signed up to be a volunteer because I just loved the space. Uh, it was chaotic in, in the best way, um, <laughs> just a treasure trove of the, the coolest tools. And I just found every time I went in there, I learned so much about tools uh, that I didn't know. And it was just such a fantastic environment. And then they put the call out for board members and I took the leap and then off we went. And it's just kind of snowballed since then. Like I said, just a group of people coming together, very lateral organization in the, I guess, our operating board. So, you know, everybody just really puts in everything that they can and, and that really 
comes through as a team. You just have people who want to be there and, and believe in the mission of the organization. So That's awesome. So it sounds like there's an actual location then that people go to, to find these tools to rent from you guys? Absolutely. Yeah. Our address is 7308 112th Ave. And if I was laying that out on the map, it's just west of the uh, Wayne Gretzky Drive on 112th Ave. And we're in lucky enough to be hosted in the Bellevue Community League building. We're just at the back. And it's, uh, yeah, it's just a fantastic little setting. We're right by Borden Park. Uh, two little rooms and it's just garden tools in one and all our donations and woodscrafts and then just the power tools and the hand tools in the other and it's very homey <laughs> it's very very homey <laughs> awesome so there's just the one location then in the city just the one location yeah okay and are you guys planning on like expanding your repertoire towards maybe sewing machines and that sort of thing <laughs> yeah so to be honest, we did have we have had sewing machines before, and the thing <laughs> we're a lending library, um, which isn't a new thing. We focus on tools, but I mean that just means anything that involves dealing with textiles, with things like with with doing, creating, and working with materials um, for any reason. So definitely always looking for more donations and requests, because part of having a library is is meeting the needs of the people that are attending the library, using the library. And so we, we try to be responsive to what our, our membership or, or what is, what makes sense. Um, we got some additional pressure washers in May because everybody and their dog was asking for a pressure washer. And that's the time when people are cleaning up in the spring. And, you know, if we can get three and they get used by 10 different people, that's a lot that Oh, it's a lot of pressure washers that are not just sitting in garages. Um, and some same can be said for in this, the fall, right. Uh, we have all the leaf blowers and, and, anything you could need to be just getting ready seasonally shovels and things like that um yeah so we we try to be responsive and develop our inventory based on requests and what people are looking for so are you guys planning on hosting any more repair cafes in the future i believe so yes i would be shocked if we don't um everyone who was there had an absolute blast um it, it was just like so good for morale oh it was an absolute success yeah. i would say um definitely definitely a fantastic uh thing for the community and for us so more around the corner for sure i think we're trying to position ourselves properly with with everything that's happening with covid um and with respect to our, our board, there are only 10 of us volunteering uh, and everybody's working full time or, you know, with their family and things like that. So it's always a constant balancing act. We're always looking for volunteers and it's just, yeah, what we can make happen is what ends up happening. So, yes, definitely stay tuned for more on another repair cafe and other events that will just help connect us with the community. Awesome. So where can people stay in tune to to find out more? Yeah. So our, yeah, we have an Instagram account uh, at Yeg Tool Library. And then we also have a Facebook account, which I believe is just Edmonton Tool Library. Um, we have a website, edmontontoollibrary.ca. And you can email us. We're really responsive there. And there's a lot of information on that site. You can access our inventory, uh, sign up for a membership, uh, all kinds of things like that. And yeah, we're always happy to connect and answer any questions and yeah, get you what you need. Hey, so if anyone wants to volunteer, if they want to find a tool, if they want to donate a tool, that's where you find Absolutely. the tool library. Awesome. If you don't have a tool library in your area, maybe think about starting one because it is a great way to reduce clutter and reduce waste. 
because we can all just share our resources. So if you aren't from Edmonton, take a look into your local tool library, see if it's available. And if not, maybe get the ball rolling and see if you can't start one. Anything else you want to throw out there? Other than that, no, if you have some free time, definitely definitely check us out. We're always looking for help right now. We're working on a big inventory project because we actually do get a ton of donations. And that's one thing I will add. We're happy to take donations in, in the sense that we want to divert as much as we can from the landfill, but we are very tiny space. And if you get a chance to check it out, you'll you'll see what I mean immediately. So yeah, just get in contact with us if, if you do have donations or if you're looking to volunteer and we'll get you going. Cool. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Emni. Yeah, no worries. Thank you so much for having me, Viz. It was great. And thank you to your listeners for tuning in today. And thank you to Change Toothpaste, who sponsored this podcast and make it possible for us to do because Emily and I are volunteers as well. And podcasting is not free. (laughs) 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 So if anyone needs to reach out to us at Becoming Less, you can find us at becominglesspod at gmail.com or you can head to our Instagram at becominglesspod or go to wastefree.ca slash becominglesspod for all the ways to connect and listen. Until next time, we can all be a little less than we were yesterday. Easy as pie? Easy as pie. <laughs> <laughs>